local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Welcome, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser coming at you on this Tuesday, August. Help me out, Rachel. Is it August 8th, I would say? Look, see, I had to look at the calendar, too. I don't feel so bad. All right. <laughs> coming at you from the Mother Studio downtown Fargo between the railroad tracks and the cathedral. And, Rachel, I don't know if you noticed or not, but we have a way cool new street outside just to our west. So it used to be like trying to turn around there was crazy, but now they just made it so it's, it's kind of a big loop, right? So you actually can turn around without having to back up, or do I go into the parking lot, or do I back up into someone? So it's kind of cool. So it's going to be awesome. So anyway, we have a great, great show planned for you today. Of course, Feast of St. Dominic, if you're following that. A great guy you may have heard of started an order that is still with us today. So we have a great show planned for you. And as always, we begin with a prayer. Let's do that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you praise, we give you thanks, Lord, for all the gifts you give us, the gift of life, the gift of your Son, the gift of the Spirit, the gift of the church, the sacraments, our families, our relationships. Lord, open our hearts and our minds today to the truth that you want to put upon our hearts and show us how we are to live that out in our lives through the Holy Spirit. We put all this at the feet of our Blessed Mother and pray for her powerful intercession as we pray. Hail Mary. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of love and life, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome again to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser. We have quite an international flavor for you here today on the show. Our first guest is actually in Germany. And his, his name is Father, Fra sorry, I can get it, Father Ralph Wyman. There we go, Father Ralph Wyman, joining us from Germany. Welcome to the show, Father. Good morning, all of you. Yes, of course, with you. It's about six hours. I guess it's about, is it three in the afternoon there, Father? It's four. Four? It's what? Four, yes. Four. Okay, so it's seven hours, man. Yeah, okay. Awesome. That's great. Well, thanks again for joining us. Appreciate that. Uh, Father, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your background growing up, you know, and, and all that type of thing, your family, and were you part of the church as an early, as a young boy? Tell us a little bit about your background. Okay. I'm Father Ralph Weimann, and um, I'm the author of the book, which we're going to present afterwards, which is called Sacramentals. So it's easy to remember. It's just one word. It's called Sacramentals. And let me share with you just a few details. I usually live in Rome, but I dedicate much time to conferences and lectures. And I love our faith, which is the light that leads us to heaven, to God. And that is the reason why I started also writing books. I considered an apostle to share the light of Christ with others. This is also what I try to do when I publish the book on sacramentals. But coming back to your question, um, when talking about a priest and the background of a priest, it's always interesting to know where he comes from. So I was born and raised in the northern part of Germany. I have six brothers and sisters, and we grew up practicing our faith and actually several 
sacramentals, also the sacraments, but also sacramentals. That is what every practicing Christian usually does. He says the rosary, he uses the scapula, holy water, and many other things. I always knew that God was calling me to the priesthood, and I tried my best to answer his call. However, after school, I joined the army for two years serving in the German special forces. Um, I did my service with the paratroopers. It was a special time in which the faith was always my guiding star. After a trip to Holy Land, I joined the seminary. I studied in Germany, then for some months in the U.S. I worked in Mexico, and finally I studied in Rome and Germany. I was ordained a priest in 2007, and afterwards I earned a doctorate in dogmatic theology in 2010 and in bioethics in 2013. Since 2007, I'm a visiting and then associate professor in Rome, especially at the Angelicum. The Angelicum is the university run by the Dominicans, and today we are celebrating St. Dominic. Hence, 2015, I work as a military chaplain for the German soldiers in Italy, and at the same time, I live in the Vatican, which is a very exciting place because you experience the universal church in a unique way. That is a wonderful summary, Father. I love that. A couple things really stuck out to me. I, I, when, when talk about the paratroopers, I'm just thinking as as you were ever up there, uh, you know, flying and getting ready to jump. I mean, this, is that some things? You know, getting close to God up in the clouds. You know, falling freely through creation and seeing around. Did any of that have any impact on your, you know, drive to the vocation, your, your enlightenment to the vocation of the priesthood? I mean, it had, of course, a certain drive, yes, but not necessarily. I knew when I was very, very young, I knew already that God was calling ah. me, and um, I just tried to follow this call. When I was there in the air, of course, I tried to say my <laughs> prayers. That's what you usually do, at least if you believe in God. Yeah. But um, it did not have a big impact on my decision to the priesthood. I, was this, I, I, I had taken this decision already before, but not me. I would say God had taken it for me. Sure. So, so that was there was... A, Exactly. Well, and you certainly very well traveled too. That's great. I, I can imagine. I've never parachuted before, skydive, but I, obviously, praying that the parachute opens and you land safely is probably a, something you do every time. That's wonderful. Well, let, let's get into this this book about the sacramentals. And before we get into the specifics of the book, you did mention a few sacramentals, but I think let's talk about what sacramentals are, okay? And then why you decided and what inspired you to write the book about them. So, what are sacramentals? It sounds a lot like sacraments. The sacramentals are quite different than the sacraments. They do consist of three elemental parts. One is they are sacred signs. So there's always a sacred sign involved. For example, the sign of the cross or certain prayers and so forth. There's always a certain sacred sign involved. Then they signify effects, particularly of a spiritual kind. So they produce spiritual effects. And they are obtained, that's the third criterion, through the Church's intercession. So it's the power of the Church, the intercession of all the saints and so forth, which become manifest when you administer the sacramentals in the right way. So a sacramental, once again, is a sacred sign that signify effects, spiritual effects, and are obtained through the Church's intercession. And they're very important because we all need these spiritual um, means for our daily life in order to follow Jesus Christ and to be real Christians. 
I think that's great. We're talking with, again, Father Ralph Wyman about sacramentals. And, of course, the big, the, one of the big differences, right, between sacramentals and sacraments is sacraments, of course, give us grace, correct? You know, and, and they're the seven sacraments defined by the church. Again, our heart has to be disposed as well. But notice in the three things you said there, you didn't say, even though you can obtain probably some grace, you don't obtain sacramental grace from the sacramentals. That's, that's a difference, is it not? Yeah, the sacraments work different. So they work by the fact that the writers perform, because it is Christ who works in the sacraments. Now, the sacramentals, they work through the action and prayer of the Church, which means your personal participation in the sacramentals is of essential importance. Just to give you one example. Let's talk about the exorcisms, for example. You cannot... Pro, um, you cannot um, you cannot have an exorcist not living in the state of grace. That's impossible. Then the exorcism will simply not work. A priest who's not in the state of grace, he still may celebrate the Mass. So there's a big difference. So for that reason, the participation in the sacramentals is of crucial importance. And that's what I'm explaining in my book on sacramentals in the very first part of the book. I see. That that, that makes sense. Can you, You've talked about the rosary. You've talked about uh, holy water. You've talked about uh, some, some of those. Can you tell us uh, a few more of, sac, uh, of sacramentals that people might be familiar with? Usually there are like four different categories of sacraments. Okay. Uh, sacramentals. Right. Mm -hmm. You can divide them in, in four different parts. That's how I did it, at least in my book. I, I broke it down into four different different parts. And one is the blessings. So all type of blessings are considered to be sacramental. And through these blessings, you can obtain, of course, certain graces. So blessings are one thing. Now then you have consecrations or dedications as they're called. For example, you consecrate yourself to the Blessed Virgin Mary, the consecration to St. Joseph, to the angels, or to the Sacred Heart. These are also considered consecrations or sacramentals. Or you can consecrate a church, for example, a building, a place, and so forth. So this is a different category of sacramentals. Then you have the exorcisms. This is, a, I know, it's a very difficult topic, but it's about liberation. It's about liberation from the evil, from the presence of the evil. And here also you have a different, um, and I mean, you have to come to correct understanding of exorcisms, of course, and it's all explained also in my book on sacraments. And finally, it's the fourth category, sacred objects and places. For example, you may have a relic in your house or something that has touched the tomb of a saint, for example, of Padre Pio or some, somewhere else. So how to deal with these things, how to use them, so to obtain spiritual graces, all this is explained in my book on sacramentals, and they are all sacramentals. Very good. We're talking with Father Ralph Wyman about his book on sacramentals. I'm curious, Father, um, some, some people might be sitting, maybe they didn't know a lot about sacramentals, they've heard sacraments, but not so much about sacramentals. Uh, why would you say that sacramentals are important in our lives? Because they're powerful spiritual gifts that can be obtained, that can be obtained through the sacramentals. And we all need them. For example, deliverance from evil, they can be obtained through the sacramentals. Usually this is done through the sacramentals. Then healing, for example, of diseases, even this can be obtained through the sacraments. Can be, it depends, of course, on your disposition. Certain graces, even graces of conversion, may be obtained through the sacramentals. 
or even your life or different situations in life may be sanctified by and through the sacramentals. So for all these reasons, it is so important to use and to make use of the sacramentals in order to live an authentic Christian life. Mm -hmm. And Father, another thing I'm thinking too is as, as we're here, the sacraments themselves, whether it's confession or, or the Eucharist, that type of thing, confirmation, baptism, uh, those ordinarily, right, need to be, it needs to be a priest or, you know, a deacon, of course, can, bapt can baptize as well. But the whole point is sacramentals are things and devotions, as, as you mentioned, those four categories, that you can do apart from a priest, apart from a deacon, you can you know, do these on your own and obtain the graces and the deliverances and the healings, you know, and, and the graces that God wants to give us through them, correct? So we don't need necessarily a priest or deacon to be present. So the ordinary minister of the sacramentals is also the cleric, so which means the deacon, the priest, or the bishop. So that's okay. the ordinary one. Mm -hmm. Of course, if parents may bless their children, that's possible, of course. They do bless, they may bless their children differently than a priest does. But once again, the ordinary minister of the sacramentals is usually the cleric, the priest. Okay, interesting. I need to ask a question about that. So let's take holy water, for instance. So when I come and I dip my hand in holy water and bless myself, you know, I, I'm doing that, but the holy water had to be blessed by a cleric. Is that, is that how they're connected in that case? The, was the ordinary uh, minister? Yes. Ah. Yes, the holy water needs to be, first of all, purified. So usually it's a type of exorcism, you would say first. So you purify it, and then you fill it with divine grace, and that's when it is blessed. And when you use this type of holy water, for that reason it's actually called holy water, because it was sanctified by the action of a priest who participates in the priesthood of Jesus Christ, then you can obtain spiritual graces through making the sign of the cross, for example, using holy water and so forth. That makes sense. I appreciate that. that that's a good connection. I hadn't thought of a lot before. The ordinary minister is still the priest or deacon or bishop, and their action then allows us, you know, makes it holy, and then makes the sacramental um, beneficial for us. I like that. We're going to take a short break here now, but when we return, we'll come back with Father Ralph Wyman, who is over in Germany and doing an awesome job. I love it already. We're getting more into his book on the sacramentals. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Does someone who takes their own life automatically go to hell? I'm Father Chris Alar. In 1993, my grandmother took her life, and for years I carried this burden because she committed a grave sin and had no time to repent. But the Church states that certain mental conditions may reduce the responsibility of one who takes their own life. You are only eternally lost if you die in an unrepentant state of mortal sin. And for a sin to be mortal, three conditions must be present. And one of those conditions is complete free will. I don't believe many people freely want to take their life, so there is hope for their salvation. To learn more, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss 
not just suicide. I promise it will help. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, today to today's edition of Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Mosey, your host, coming at you from the Fargo Studios, the mothership between the railroad tracks and the cathedral with brand new streets all around. Some still under construction, but another brand new one here. We're talking with Father Ralph Wyman about his newest book, The Sacramentals. Welcome again, Father. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you for explaining and presenting this book. I think it is a very important contribution, and for that reason, I am enjoyed talking to you about this book and about what it contains, Great. the sacramentals. Yes, let, let's do that. Let's dig into it a little bit more, Father. Tell our listeners what the book contains, how it's structured, and some of the things they'll find inside. The book explains what sacramentals are, how they work, and how to use them. So on one side, there's a theoretical explanation that's always necessary because we have to understand the theory. If you have a new cell phone, for example, you have to understand how the phone works. Otherwise, you cannot really use it. So here's the same. So it takes some time to get familiar with the understanding of the sacramentals. And for that reason, also the title, their meaning on one side, the meaning is explained of the sacramentals, and then the spiritual use. To make a long story short, there are, as we have seen already, different categories of sacramentals. There are blessings, consecrations, exorcism, and sacred objects or places, and they all need to be understood correctly. For that reason, in this book, I do explain in the first part the theological foundation of sacramentals. So what is that? Theology is a reflection on faith. Faith offers us a new perspective a perspective which is enlightened by the light of Jesus Christ. So it, let, it helps us to see the invisible world. So whenever you make the sign of the cross, for example, it's an exterior sign, of course it is, but it implies a spiritual impact, a spiritual effect. So that's the way how the sacramentals work as well. And this is all explained in the first part of the book. It helps you to understand why sacramentals are necessary, because we're all affected by original sin and its consequences. 
It explains the biblical foundation of the sacramentals, because already in the Bible, already in the Old Testament, but then even more in the New Testament, you find several sacramentals. They're all instituted by the Church, of course, but nevertheless they're present, some of them are already present in sacred scripture. So this is all explained in the first part, and I think this is very important. And then there's another very important aspect which you have to understand. The sacramentals work different than the sacraments. That's another thing I've already mentioned. But for that reason, devout participation is necessary. So they're not magical practices, so it's just the priest does something and then something happens. No, it depends also on the way how you participate in the sacramentals. For example, you may pray a rosary without any devotion and so forth, and the effects may be very small. Or you may pray it with a lot of devotion and things start changing. So there are participated effects of the sacramentals, and you will participate in them if you are well prepared for the participation in the sacraments. And then the last part, there are always two different parts involved when you talk about sacramentals. On one side, there's the minister, which is usually the cleric, so the priest, and the recipient. So both are important. When the minister collaborates with divine grace, then just through making the sign of the cross, he can achieve great spiritual effects. For example, you have the saints, as today, for example, St. Dominic. He had performed several prayers with a lot of spiritual effects because he was a saint, he was sanctified by divine grace. And the same concerning the recipient. Whenever you receive the sacramentals, you are open for the divine grace, then you will receive abundant graces. So that's the way how they work, and that's important to understand in order to make use of them. We're talking with Father Ralph Wyman about the sacramentals. And interesting, I think in your book also, and maybe you can briefly share this with our listeners, that you have, I think, a history of the sacramentals. And while there were, what shall we say, uh, echoes or, or, or little inklings or startings before but really in the 20th century, it came to be named as such, right? And the Vatican II kind of took it up as well. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So there's a certain development. I do explain also the historical background of the sacramentals in the book, which was published by Sophia Institute Press, and it is called Sacramentals. And the historical background for that reason is very important. The Second Vatican Council tried to emphasize, once again, the importance of making use of the sacramentals but very often this was not taken up. i just give you a brief example why I wrote this book also. Um, once I was giving a lecture in the Philippines and Asia, and um, I asked a priest for his blessing. He was a newly ordained priest, and he didn't really know how to give the blessing. Hmm. And I was, a little, I, I was a little bit surprised, and I thought, oh, perhaps he didn't receive any information. And then I started asking around, and this was confirmed. So... I got interested more and more in this subject, and then I start writing this book and teaching this um, subject also at the Angelicum at the University in Rome. So for that reason, I think it's very important that we rediscover the importance of the sacraments today, that we come to renewal understanding of what they are and how important they are for our daily life. I think that's so true. And, and I think two specific aspects, you, you alluded to them briefly earlier, but maybe you can go a little more in depth. A healing and deliverance. You talked about those and how, they, how it can help and how it can help achieve that in our lives. Why don't you go a little bit more into that for our listeners? Healing and deliverance are key today because there's so many people who are wounded. 
any type of wound comes usually from the sin, sin which I have committed or others around me. So this can have an impact on me, but there is also the extraordinary action of the devil. Within the, um, let's say, within the theology, we distinguish between the ordinary action of the devil, which is a temptation, for example, that's called an ordinary action of the devil, and then there's also an extraordinary action of the devil, which may affect you, your house, your neighbors, your psychological capacity, and so forth and so forth. And here are also named important and powerful sacramentals which will help you to find healing and deliverance. Which one, for example, oh, you may refer to in the invocation of the name of Jesus Christ. People are not really familiar with this. But the invocation of the name of Jesus Christ is very, very powerful. When you do it in a correct and right way, you may obtain salvation, purification, sanctification, justification, healing, protection, and liberation against demonic actions. And, of course, there's also the sign of the cross. The sign of the cross is the sign of victory. The cross is our sign of victory because through the cross, Jesus Christ conquered death, sin, and the devil. For that reason, also, the sign of the cross is a very powerful sign which may help the faithful to receive abundance of graces. So all this is explained in the book, which is called Sacramentals, Their Spiritual Meaning and, and Their Meaning and Spiritual Use, and where I do explain also in a very practical way how to do these things, and then, of course, how to uh, achieve these um, healing and liberation, all these things. If this doesn't help just the common means, then there are also more powerful sacramentals, as, for example, exorcisms, which may be administered, the small one, the minor exorcisms, by any priest, or the major exorcisms reserved just to exorcists who have a mandate from their bishop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, Father, you, you mentioned something, you mentioned the practical use. Maybe just take however many you want, maybe a couple or a few of sacramentals, maybe the most common practical ones, uh, common ones that our listeners would know, and how can they practically use them in their lives? For example, holy water. Okay, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about holy mm-hmm. water. Sure. So you may have holy water at your home. So how do you use it? First of all, you have to be in the state of grace, because only if you're in the state of grace, you will be able to participate receiving divine grace. But when you do participate in, or when you are in the state of grace, then using the holy water, you make, for example, the sign of the cross, you do it with faith, invoking the name of Jesus Christ, then you may receive even forgiveness of venial sins. You may receive strength when you are suffering under certain temptations. You may be sanctified through the holy water, and there are so many other graces you may receive. The same, for example, when wearing the St. Benedict Medal or the Miraculous Medal. Both are quite popular among the faithful. So I would always encourage everyone to to wear the the Miraculous Medal. But also the Miraculous Medal has to be blessed before, and then you have to live a life that conforms to our faith. And if you do so, then you are under the protection of, in one case, our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary, and on the other side of St. Benedict, which are very powerful means and help through our life and our daily life. Wonderful. Father, I'm just curious, uh, what sacramental or sacramentals have you found most beneficial in your own personal life? There's several, but I will just give you one example. 
I consider very beneficial the prayers of liberation. Since I'm a priest, I um, know that many people are suffering today. They are suffering because of several reasons or different reasons. And what I have experienced in my, in my own ministry is that through the prayers of liberation, which is called usually exorcisms, but don't tell anyone, please, okay? <laughs> so you better call them liberation. Um, they, they are very powerful, and they can help people. I have seen people who couldn't sleep at night, for example, who had really big difficulties in their home, strange things happened, and we came in their houses, we just blessed them, using the formulas as they explained all in this book, and the next day, liberation had already taken place, and everything was saved. So I consider this a very, very powerful means, and which shows that it is not just our work, it is God who works through us, works through the sacramentals, but they have to be used with faith and with a devout participation. You know, one thing that comes to my mind when, you know, the, my use of sacramentals is it really helps really helps me to stay focused on God and my relationship with God, right? Because it's not just Mass and the sacraments, but, you know, every day, the medal you might be wearing, the rosary you might be praying, the holy water, right? The, the saying the name of Jesus, it really keeps us in touch with him. Father, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, again, the book is Sacramentals, Their Meaning and Spiritual Use from Sophia Press. Father Ralph Wyman, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. God bless you and your very important work. God bless you and everyone listening to you. And will you lead us in a sign of the cross, a sacramental, please, Father, just the sign of the cross. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Ralph Wyman. Coming up next, a familiar face, a familiar name in Real Presence Radio. We'll be back right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 